Hey everyone and welcome to our new podcast. It is already time. It is the wonderful time at the end of 2020 when we get to think about what are we going to do in 2021. But don't worry, we got your back. We're going to be talking about the short-term HR strategies for 2021. We are going to be speaking directly to HR professionals this time who are building their HR roadmaps. We will cover 2020 learnings, actionable tips and advice, as always, and strategic insights into developing a resourceful 2021 roadmap. Listening through this podcast, we will get you thinking about 2021 crisis management, progression frameworks, short-term HR planning, and also help you think about culture and transformational changes it's been through. Like, come on, it's been a crazy year. As always with me is Kartika here. Hi everyone, so excited about this week's topic. Um, I can't say that 2020 has been very easy but it's been very transformational and I hope 2021 brings us all a bit of joy um, going into next year. So I'm excited, Olya. How about you? I'm so excited because this is definitely something that I've got to work on. And I know everybody who's listening to this podcast, I realize it's 18th of December. By the time we push this out, maybe it's going to be like 19th of December or something. It is really close to Christmas. But in a lot of companies, you know, we have this opportunity to work on our strategy a little bit longer. Perhaps we can get back in January and actually build it out before everyone else is back from holiday. in their first couple of weeks so we have this good opportunity to just give you some food for thought and send you off in your merry way to the winter wonderland festivities and and spending time with your family having all of these conversations you know out of your head done and dusted absolutely and you know it's a busy time for all of us We're, we've gone through christmas parties and all of that, especially virtually, and we're pivoting a lot at the moment, and um, there's a lot to think about. So let us make this a bit easier for you um, to strategize for next year, and that will be our aim. One of the things that I want to kick off before we even start, I think one of the things I want to say is a huge, huge thank you to everyone. Um, It's been a wonderful year for us, but, um, you know, for the world, it's been a bit crazy. But I just want to say thank you um, for everyone listening to our podcast all the time and supporting us, liking um, and commenting um, and resharing our posts. Um, You can now also um, click into our page on LinkedIn. It's The Modern Employer, um, where you can find all our podcasts in one place. Um, But keep liking, keep following, keep sharing. Um, We want to hear all your voices. We want to build our community um, and build amazing professionals as well. Um, But yeah, Alia, do you want to say a thank you as well? I definitely, I definitely want to say thank you to all of the people who chose to follow our page on LinkedIn. It is a new page and thank you for all of your support. We now have almost 120 followers, which is crazy. We only had it live for like two weeks. <laughs> so I'm just really grateful for all of you for putting your trust, you know, and investing your time into um, clicking that follow button. It means a lot to us, actually. So please you know, reach out. We're here. We want to make content for you and we want to make it helpful for you. 
So here's yeah. and we want to build our own experiences and share with you our experiences because I think we've done things wrong, but we've done things right. And we want to make sure you get things right too. So we really do want to hear everyone's opinions, comments, everything. So as, as per, um, <laughs> just message us. Um, but let's kick, kick it off. Um, so yes. the first thing that, that I sort of had in mind for this is um, how, where do we start um, when building our short-term strategy and building an effective sort of 2020 how do we build that effect of 2021 and the first thing I thought about was organizational design right so um my experience um so as an organizational psychologist um has always been in org design um and the importance to building sort of healthy roadmaps um and this is I think where we we need to sort of start um building this and what that means is you know, I think traditionally, um, especially in sort of startup scale up, um, traditionally, um, org design hasn't been um, the fundamentals and hasn't been the area that has has been looked into um, very much. And the reason for that is org design is a big task. Um, and it genuinely has to be done by a professional. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of us are quite generalist in our fields. Um, but org design, what it, it, what it is, is building your organization in a scalable way. So that means your titles, your benchmarking. Um, this is all of your um, analytics um, comes under org design what are you what kind of metrics are you taking that comes under org design um and the reason we do an org design is basically as we scale progression becomes a very hot topic and it has done for many many years and a lot in very startup to scale up environments and we call this scale up transitions um, if an org design isn't implemented it's very very then very difficult to go back to those people who are executing your business at a startup stage to then implement an org design that they're happy with because you'll find there are a lot of title changes, there are a lot of manager changes, um, there are a lot of department changes, um, and then it becomes a massive restructure. So I, I fundamentally believe this is where we need to start when building any HR roadmap. Do you have a good organizational design and if you don't then get in a professional who can help you do this and if you if you know how to do it let's start from there let's build that roadmap org design takes a while i'm not going to lie you are going to have to sit with each department head and some some startups won't even have department heads let's be honest um it's a bit scattered it's a very flat hierarchy so who do you have to go to these are discussions you're going to have to have with your chief exec, um, your COO, if you have one. If you don't, is this a time where you need to start building that and having these conversations? So do take this to your CEO and say, look, org design is something we need to 
we really need to discuss um, who should be sat on leadership, why should that be, why should they be sat on leadership, um, who should be the heads of departments, why they should be heads of departments, what are, what are the next layers down, um, and, you know, examples of layers um, could be, and this is just an example, it doesn't mean it has to relate exactly to your business, and I, I say this in a more generalised way, more than anything, by the way, guys, mm-hmm. um, is it could be a senior manager. Um, above that could be a VP. Above that could be a senior VP. Um, so you're building those layers. And then below that could be um, a, a sort of manager level um, or a team lead. Below that could be, um, you know, sort of individual contributors. And then you need to have an area for individual contributors to also and go up that ladder as well and um, be part of leadership. So finding um, an org design where it both fits an individual contributor and also um, those who, who like to manage because not everyone is a manager, right, Olya? It is, it is, it is very true. A lot of people actually, you know, they go through their career and at some point they realize that they do not want to be working with people. <laughs> they do not, they just have no interest in becoming a manager and, and they want to specialize and be very niche and be very technical at what they do rather yeah. than taking a, a team under their wing and growing these people. Um, it's 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 kind of interesting uh, to sometimes think about this. Yeah, and I think it's important to think about these things quite early on, um, because if you don't, um, I think the next next thing you probably end up thinking about is progression framework. How how do you make sure an individual contributor is progressing in your in your org? Um, but then how do you also make sure a manager is progressing in your org? Um, have you got the right benchmark for that title? Um, and, you know, one of the things I say with org design is get the titles right um, <laughs> and get it right from day dot and make sure job descriptions are solid. And this is the one thing that I've noticed with um, fundamentally with org design, and I want to say this with everyone, is that when you're designing your organization, don't just look at job descriptions, but look at accountability of roles, right? Because a description for a job is very different to the accountability that person holds on that role. So I'm just going to put that out there, is that is the fundamental difference and um if you don't know what i'm talking about um please do get a consultant who who definitely knows what i'm speaking about because it is a very large topic and i could probably go on for for months um very very passionate about this topic very passionate very passionate about this one um it's it's my specialism so i really really think that it's very important to narrow this down um if you want a really good roadmap um continuation and if you haven't narrowed it down maybe this is where you put the roadmap into getting this done um and that's where you actually need to start it's food for thought 
Something that you mentioned before was also about progression frameworks. And I wanted to break on this one. Also, by the way, if you guys hear the little classes, that's that's my dog going back and forth from its ball. <laughs> Work from home, hashtag. Um, so progression frameworks, something that I want to talk about is that a lot of the time when businesses go through to trying to get their org structure in place, they're going ahead and also trying to identify what their progression is going to look like. Here, it's so important to not initiate distrust between your employees and your SLT team. Try to not overpromise and underdeliver on this one. I know it's super trivial, but just hold on. Your best bet uh, at first is to sit down with your SLT and just be very transparent. What is your budget for salaries for 2021? What resources are needed for you to push the bare minimum first? And then what resources are needed for you to build improvements, new resolutions? What if what if you're growing, so scaling, more, more growth? How many resources do you need to accommodate that? and see if you're able to provide that, provide that progression, provide those future jobs way before you announce it to your people. Because the way that you're going to then manage their career development is going to just can go completely two separate ways. And in the past, I've been in the shoes where it goes, you know, the good way of where you have that uh, budget and you talk about progression like it is definitely going to happen. And I've been in another shoes when you actually don't have that great scenario and you are not planning on any um, new roles in the business for, for the future. We're going, we are like going through tough times right now. <laughs> I just want to remind you that it's also absolutely normal that you're not glowing with cash right now and that your businesses are not looking forward to hiring 50 more people um different businesses are going through the spirit in different ways but it is important to still do this analysis and to still be very transparent with your slt at where you are right now and then if you have those layers where you have heads off and senior managers get them all on the same page as well so that they know that transparency they realize what's happening so that there is never kind of any conversation of over promising and then under delivering one thing go go for it sorry i was so no, passionate I, I, again about what i was this. gonna say is i couldn't agree more um the amount of times i've seen this happen in organizations where it is oh we'll, we'll give you that title um yeah sure if that's totally fine um but in, in all honesty um you know giving someone a title and um progressing them especially at the time of 2020 um and then going into 2021 you have to think of a budget your cfo is going to be all over you if you have one if you have a financial director they're going to be all over you um to make sure that you are not doing this um you are accountable um on the finance side, on the budgeting and benchmarking um, in a position of, you know, if you're a head of people or a chief people officer, you were accountable for that. Um, so I do, I do um, encourage you um, to say, look, like I will do a benchmarking exercise at the end of the year. Um, you know, look, 
we uh, with you know I, I know a lot of companies are moving away from sort of their annual review processes and etc um but what what is it acceptable what can we do with the cash that we have and work with your financial director to make this happen they are in a very good position to give you the finances to show you what the budget really looks like um, and work with your leadership to have those conversations and when i say um when Olya says is um, work with your SLT and be transparent. I think what that really looks like is working with your financial director, making sure you're understanding your budgets, um, making sure that each department has that going into January. So as you're scaling or you have decided to scale or you are deciding to put money into retention of, of your employees by offering them sort of career development and career progression. What does that look like? What is the money per, per head? And your financial director can work with you on that. So don't do it by yourself. Totally. And I think, what do you do? So you've spoken with your financial director and you see there is like no budget. <laughs> You're not able to provide promotions left and right in 2021. How are you still able to invest in your people and support the fact that they are progressing, whether you want it or not? Time goes by, they do their job, they acquire merits and they, they, they are progressing. <laughs> whether you want to look at it that way or not with, with your input or of giving them a new title or a new salary or not, their progression is inevitable. And their loyalty is created from the trust they have in you and in your process. So if you do not recognize that that progression is happening, um, they will feel that you're not being honest or transparent and their trust in you will diminish. And that's not a good thing. They will feel like there is a glass ceiling and you or your manager, so somebody's creating it. That ceiling that they can see, can't explain what's going on. They just know it's not going to happen. This is what creates disengagement later down the line. People, a lot of people are leaving because of this reason. And, um, I know we're like we're gonna we're gonna touch on it on that particular topic later, so stay tuned. <laughs> Career development frameworks for now, I feel, is a great place to start. It just gives you and them an idea of what merits, what actions, what behaviors are required in order to complete each and every role in the business. You know, start from your um graduate roles, uh, your entry-level roles, and then all the way to your senior leadership. Write all of that out uh, so that people can identify themselves as growing. Uh, they get encouraged uh, to refer back to this career development framework that they have so that they're growth and their behavior is aligned with your business purpose and setting. It it does sound uh, simple <laughs> maybe it's not very simple you have to <laughs> you have to really sit with your manager and identify what those are but this will help with your own productivity as a company as well because when people are aligned with your business purpose and setting um they they get to contribute to that business purpose and setting so you are doing right by the business but you're also giving them this chance to look back and see that their progression is being recognized that they are a part of the ecosystem that you've created uh, and it's important 
Yeah, and I, and just to reiterate on that point is, you know, the reason we do org design is um, then we can build sort of um, progression frameworks. I would say a progression framework is not a long-term strategy. The reason I'm saying this in this way is it, I believe it's a short-term strategy. And when I say short-term, I don't mean like you do it tomorrow and it's done. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's done in a day. I wish. <laughs> um, what I mean is it might take a year to roll out, right? But the long-term strategy is people's own personal development within the business, right? So we want to organically build through progression frameworks. And this is, this is a lot of um, what org design can help with is you want to build within your business an organic mindset to building people's own development within the business. Because if they feel like they can develop within the business themselves and they have the capabilities and abilities and resources to do that, which a progression framework can very much enable someone to do that, um, they are organically building and looking for their own development. Um, so then what, what ends up happening is people are less disengaged and more engaged um, with finding what works for them, you know, asking for um, that organic development, you know, asking for learning and development in, in their own ways. Um, because in the problem is, as, as you know, in, especially people in our, in our situation and in our roles, is we can't take care of every individual person it is not possible. Um, as much as we want to. It is as just much not. as we want to. We're people, people, but we are not there to look after every single person. And we cannot. And to be honest, resources-wise, your department probably doesn't have resources to keep hiring people to look after every individual person. It just won't happen. Um, and what I want to say there is that's why you have to give, in a progression framework, the tools enough for them to go and take that and organically build by themselves a personal development that they are they can feel like that is achievable. Um, do not put unachievable standards in your framework because that doesn't work. And that also makes you seem that you're, as a business, not transparent. And people end up leaving because they don't feel like this career progression they've hit the glass ceiling um what they want to stay for is even right now 2020 we all know 2021 there might be less progression as a as you had expected because business had a hard blow over covid and right now you're kind of going we don't even know if we can do that um that's totally fine People need to be able to give resources about learning their own learning and development. Um, where are they developing? Because at, you need to be able to show as a business, you have developed that person in these areas, areas that they were not familiar with. And employees need to be able to see that. And sometimes what employees see is when they go to another business, they have all these skills. Where do they pick up those skills? From your business, from the opportunities that they were given. But they weren't, they weren't shown that because there was no framework to help them see that that's the skills that they're picking up. That's so and true. that becomes a huge driver of why people end up leaving. That is so, so true. Just let them see what is happening to them. Uh, yeah. You know, it comes back to what I was mentioning before. 
their progression is inevitable and they feel it so you have to recognize it as well and just you know absorb that feeling put it down in paper so that it becomes the reality and everyone is on the same page because it, yeah. it's inevitable showing them you see it showing them that they can see it is part of their own personal development because if there are areas and i say this in in this way of strengths that they're very good at um they're all people are naturally inclined to be with their strengths you know so um use a framework where it has positive language around the strengths but also around where areas of you know where can you improve um to make that a strength as well and make that your strongest area because actually if you're showing them these things they're less likely to leave you because they are they are getting the progression maybe they're not getting the salary bump that they you know needed or wanted at the time um you know but they that's understandable it's been a hard year and i think if you were to reiterate that it's been a hard year but we still recognize you we we're still giving you the development that you need people are less likely to leave i guarantee you that because they see they see that they're there for a reason and 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 that reason will prepare them for their future career people want that people want to be prepared for their next move um even if we don't want to think that way <laughs> uh they are still thinking about themselves and about what is good for them so seeing that they can achieve things and learn things at at this place at your place now that is also a good enough reason for them and enough of a reward for them than just the salary um and it's just that's just how it is you don't actually one of the things you mentioned um was that uh we we cannot look after every single person and i think this is also why progression frameworks are so important because you need to look out for your future leaders you need to look out for your future managers those people who do want to manage those people who do want to participate um and and those managers they will become your partners in this uh in helping uh look after employees so i think we need to uh think about this in our strategy for 2021 how are we going to grow our future leaders you know it's a it's a huge issue these days especially <laughs> in in fast scaling startups and i see this happen so often you know it happened to me it happened to my friends it happened to companies it was before uh it's happening to people i talk to um at switchy uh, this is where i'm i'm working at the moment as a as a people manager i just decided to put my foot down this time and say no <laughs> this company will grow their leaders into amazing managers first before entrusting them with the lives of other people in and their potential future careers too i think the problem with uh, fast scaling startups is that they grow faster than their people are growing they're scaling and building things uh, faster than their resources are ready for and right. due to the nature of this job of a startup job and being so generalist and thrown everywhere a lot of the people decide that the lack of structure is not for them. So you actually have some churn happening in the early days. So you have like the two 
things happening at once. You are scaling, you need more resource, but there are people churning. So what happens is that this leaves newer executives out surviving their own managers. <laughs> and just due to the sheer knowledge that they have in their domain, in, that, in, in what they're doing, uh, their day job, they become promoted into managerial positions because companies panic. They want to retain them. They want to retain those executives because they're the only ones who know how to do this one thing. <laughs> so so they're the only ones who've been there for longer. And, you know, when I say longer, it could be like just three months. That could already be longer than a new person is going to be there. And I've seen this, seen this happen, unfortunately. They get promoted into managerial positions, having never managed anyone before in their life. Or even having like an actual desire to be to be helping someone in their future career, or having any knowledge base or managerial skills, it is dangerous um, because promoting and progressing people with no managerial skills or experience will bite you in the future. Uh, it it will. It again. It's just you are growing um, your future leaders in a way that does not equip them with enough tools and resources in order to support every person like your ultimate goal and wish and dream as a people people <laughs> you yeah. want to support everyone and you are not you're not going to be in a happy place basically you never are and and the things you'll never you will never be with that and you know i think um we see it all the time especially in scaling businesses we have a bunch of people who are very good at executing mm-hmm. in the early days you know and i and i say this to a lot of people and um future leaders or managers we get a bunch of people who are promoted to um managers in their sort of early 20s um you know, who have never managed before and who are kind of kind of there because they have been executing for a lot of a lot of times and um you know have zero experience before this managing um and then are responsible in leading a team. Um and what ends up happening is that you become a manager and you become a leader and you're you're very very much into the day-to-day job and you're very good at executing but you're forgetting that that type of development is an executional development you're not you can do as much leadership training in your progression frameworks you can put in leadership training you can do training here training there everywhere you can chuck it at them it doesn't matter um but the experience is not behind them to say, okay, this is my leadership style. It takes a while. It doesn't happen overnight, like a startup scale-up business believes it will. It takes time for that person. It takes them experience of actually doing it day in, day out, um, getting that training, um, building that that type of level of experience. Um, but what you are forgetting in that in that leadership training is, you're training for that pe- for the people element, but what you're not training for the mindset of strategy. The next stage of a business in a, any start, startup scale up is strategy. Um, ultimately, these managers have been executing from day dot, 
um, from, you know, executing for your business because it's a startup and a scale up. Um, so they, they're very good at executing, but they forget that their development is actually should be in building the business and the bigger picture of the strategy. And that relies down to the accountability of the business saying, we need someone with strategic thinking and we need to develop you in your strategic mindset. That is what a good business will do to progress and retain and develop, um, you know, the sort of, uh, you know, growing leaders and um, building those leadership skills. Because actually, these leadership skills aren't about leading people specifically, but also, as I said, there are individual contributors who will become leaders. And these individual contributors who become leaders need a certain mindset as well. And all of these, what aligns all of them is a mindset of strategic thinking. And unfortunately, when you're in a growth, um, you know, in a growing startup and a scale up, your mindset is particularly in executing daily tasks and it's very reactive. It is not proactive. It eventually, as a business, you come to that conclusion, we need more proactive people, we need more strategic thinking, and then you end up adding those layers of people and, you know, hiring above them, um, or hiring, you know, above, above those, those managers you put up in, initially. Um, but what you're forgetting, and I think this is this is real, real um, fundamental is what you're forgetting is developing the skills those strategic skills in those managers you had event you had put up to that level um, before you you hire above them um, because I think that's where people find there is a glass ceiling and that's where you get what I call a transitional scale up um, churn um, because they feel like they can't go any further above um, because they're so used to executing. Um, and they don't have that strategic mindset just quite yet. So it's really important, and I say this, if you're adding a layer in, in, your, in your org design, um, or a strategic layer of, of, of leaders, what I would say is telling the people below their reports why it's important to have this person there is to develop their strategic mindsets, um, is to develop them and their skills um, because really we've been an executional business and that is a way of transformational change um, and to be that transparent and I think a lot of you know a lot of companies get this whole can you be transparent with us can you be transparent with us and unfortunately you know they don't get it right because they don't know what transparent actually means um, in, in these type of situations so that's what it actually means and that's what they're trying to say to you and that's what they say we have no career progression in a startup scale-up environment um, because they're not developing their personal skills in in that strategic thinking and you've now just hired above them you've given them all this opportunity and then hired above them and then take and what seems like you're taking away their progression route but really you're, you're not taking away that you're you're helping their progression and I think that's a different mindset that you have to enable people to have. Absolutely. Just talking to them 
and building those frameworks in place that actually explain what it means to be a manager and have that section <laughs> in there about strategy. Uh, I, I, I feel that sometimes, you know, people get ex so extremely motivated by promotions and pay rises, they actually forget uh, what is required of that job and they um, kind of think, oh, I've been here long enough, it's been 12 months now, I'm due a promotion. But the, putting these frameworks in place, they actually help them see what is required and they can see what is missing. And then they would be more motivated to go and acquire the missing knowledge um, in, in order to, to get that progression. As long as everything is in front of them, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Have it written down because that, that is what, you know... Um, you know, I think a lot of people think documentation is really, really frustrating, probably really annoying for a lot of people um, because, you know, they think, oh, it's a waste of time. But really what you are doing and achieving as a business, setting aside half an hour or an hour every two weeks or every week um, for that to happen um, really is actually godsend because really you're you're helping your business you're helping the people you're you're learning about their soft skills you're approaching um what you know they're accountable for um and you're really um looking at progression in a different way and i think um for me that is progressive um, as a business and we want to talk about all the progressive things here on the Modern Employer podcast. <laughs> so the fact that you're even tuning into this means that you want to be there. You want to be a progressive business who thinks about these things in advance. Be prepared. Jump jump on the ship of change and, and transformation of your business before it is the end of 2021. Jump on it now. Get ready. <laughs> Exactly. And okay. on that note, there are going to be potential difficulties that our roadmaps are going to face and that we should be aware of, right, in 2021. Yes, the crisis management part of it. Were you prepared for 2020? Well, in 2021, we can already tell you that we did some research, we did some surveys, uh, we, we looked at what other companies were putting out there, serving multiple employees to try and see, you know, what is happening. And it turns out, and this is the research that I found by Hawkwood Agency, so when they were serving uh, their candidates, uh, they actually found out that people were, what was stopping them in switching their job today in, in 2020? And what was stopping them was the volatile and unpredictable market. So potentially we basically have quite a lot of people who are just sitting there and waiting for the market to stabilize. And the moment that it does, if they do not receive any, you know, incentive to keep staying there with you you potentially might have quite a lot of churn when that market does stabilize so one bit of crisis management advice i would like to give every listener today is to look at your employee engagement try to understand what your potential churn may be uh, a result of 
So I would suggest, you know, actionable advice, nothing, nothing less, uh, running some job satisfaction anonymous surveys. Maybe you call them engagement service at your place. I call them engagement service. I do them quarterly and I ask people um, anonymously, but I do divide the surveys per department. So I get to see the exact problems and the exact areas where those problems sit. So measure about how people feel about the company's vision and its direction, how they feel about their job, how they feel about their progression. And maybe the things we talked about before will come up with you, maybe they won't. Um, Ask them how they feel about their manager, how they feel uh, their support from that manager is landing, how they feel about working with their team, and lastly, how they feel about the culture at, at your business. Measuring this, you know, as soon as you're back from your holidays in January 2021, go ahead, measure. People would have had enough time to reflect over the Christmas break, how much they love their job and what they would change or not change get it done and you can analyze the results and you can try and focus on the things that will actually make difference maybe there are some quick wins in there that you can savior and i think one uh, another piece of uh, advice that i would give with these things is uh, you want to see whether people trust in the process you want to see whether they trust that after giving you feedback you will do something about it so something that i like doing is including uh, a question in there whether you know do you believe that the result of this survey is going to change things and um and i'm I'm just trying to show them that i care <laughs> whether they believe in it or not but another thing that i do is i try to see how that uh, score for that question changes after i present the results back to them after we present the action plans back to them and and after we execute our action plans i think that builds trust in your process so this entire thing of you know asking people what's wrong, giving them the solution, measuring the outcome, getting this right in 2021 may just, may just <laughs> avoid you losing some people who potentially, I'm not saying your people you know, don't want to work there with you. I'm just saying potentially they might have had some curveballs. They might have not liked some things that happened in 2021. They might feel insecure and want to leave. And you don't want to give them any more reasons to do so. Yeah, and I think uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Is, uh, as a team, it's really important to, um, you know, be impactful in what we're doing and metrics and analytics are the biggest drivers of that so ask what what do you want to measure for 2021 and why do you want to measure that and Ollie's given you a great example of you know what to look out for um but be ahead of the game and think about why you're looking at that and ask those questions because I think as a team it's really important that you have that input as a team um, and if you don't um, you kind of lose sight of what you're asking um, and why you're asking it and actually then you can't have actionable points um, or actionable takeaways so everything you put out there should be measurable should should have some form of action so it's really important to be strategic about what metrics and analytics you end up taking 
um, and why you're reporting on that. Um, and reporting that back to your senior leaders is going to be fundamentally very, very important. So ha have those have those things at the back of your head um, when measuring. Um, and I think um, your 2021 can probably be saved um, with a lot of crisis management and thinking thinking ahead. Um, you know, this year might have been very reactive, but next year, let's be proactive um, and think think about maybe your culture has that you know has that pivoted a lot because of your transformational changes in 2020 um could you be doing more for 2021 could those be um changes that you need to be directly looking at um and then you know as i said it's a company vision it's a direction going well um if it's not you know have that survey done ready um and in jan um think about what really should be your company vision is your culture offerings really um, working for you as a business? And if it's not, maybe sit down and jam with your leadership team and rediscuss um, what are the things you need to change. And that could possibly be a real change to your to your roadmap for 2021, because if your culture is about to change and you're going to do a whole culture change, well, that's going to be a whole 2021 gone really mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have got to think about your resources um quite a bit more so um ultimately you know these are things and discussions you're probably going to have to have now um everything is pivoting things are changing around us um we just need to be prepared and proactive um you know i think 2020 has shown us that maybe the years before we haven't been particularly proactive um, and some businesses have been very reactive. Um, and this year, especially, we've been very reactive um, as, as a nation, um, not just in businesses, but as a nation, we've been reactive. So it's all about proactiveness now. We are going to just, you know, give you some some vibes to go out there. We were pumping you up, everyone. <laughs> We're pumping you up about being proactive and we honestly we hope that you found some actionable advice in here and we hope that you did get value out of listening to us today so thank you so much again for tuning in on this wonderful topic of you know going into 2021 with analyzing with planning ahead with getting your slt together and getting yourself aligned that is where we are going to end this podcast and wish you all the best the most wonderful the most calm and content winter break that you deserve Absolutely, guys, you deserve a wonderful break. And I just want to sort of end with, look, like, it's never too late with 2021 to be proactive and get all of these roadmaps together. Um, just keep keep pushing on. Um, you can come back in Jan and, you know, have a whole Jan of planning and a whole month of planning um, for your year ahead. Um, that is totally fine. Um, one piece of advice I could leave you on is, um, as, as a leader, as a people leader, I honestly believe, um, you know, we are quite generalist in what we do. So it's really important that you budget right, you get the right resources, but ask for help where in areas that you 
don't have um, that much knowledge in or that much experience and that is also part of your development and um, the amount of leaders um, in, in the people field that I, I've spoken to um, you know in, in recent weeks um, who really do need help with their strategies for next year don't be afraid to ask for help I will and I always do if I come to a leadership meeting and I, I don't know something I will say I don't know it I'm a bit of a generalist in the field um, but I will find someone who does um, and I will find out the, those answers for you um, so budget plan resource ahead um, and yeah just enjoy your Christmas and maybe spend a whole jam thinking about next year that's that's what I can give you yeah it's allowed it's allowed, it's allowed. <laughs> it's allowed. maybe you'll spend a whole quarter maybe your next quarter is just gone Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it honestly, it honestly is fine as long as what comes out of all of this is going to make you better, faster, stronger. So, thank you all again. And as always, you had with you Olya here and Karthika here. We wish you best break that you can have, and um, we we hope to hear you again in next year. Hear the things that you want to hear about and talk to you about those things. Thank you. Yeah, we've planned ahead for next year too. We've been proactive, so we've got some really great content coming out for you guys. And I hope you stick with us for the New Year's. Thank you. Bye everyone.